The podcast you're about to listen to was taken from one of our live programs. If you don't already listen to Radio Maria Live, you can do so on DAB in selected regions of the United Kingdom or by downloading the app. Just search for Radio Maria Play. All the Radio Maria podcasts are conveniently stored on this app. We'd like to thank all our listeners who support us with monthly donations so that we can continue to be a Christian voice by your side. To find out more about becoming a monthly supporter, visit www.radiomariaengland.uk. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Credo on Radio Maria with me, Tim Hutchinson. Credo is a program that nourishes you in your Catholic faith. And um, today I have the great pleasure of having two guests with me here in the Cambridge studio, Janet and Paul Debu. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello Tim. <laughs> so nice to have you. And your, I can hear your microphones are coming through nice and clearly. So um, as I am not qualified to speak on the topic um, that the two of you are going to speak on, um, having had no experience in it, um, I, I managed to get the two of you to come in. In fact, somebody uh, put a pamphlet on my desk a while ago from the teams of Our Lady. And... Um, this is what you two are from. So I wonder if you tell us a little bit about yourselves and then tell us a little bit about Teams of Our Lady. Um, I'd love to hear about that before we get get stuck into it. Uh, maybe starting with you, Janet. Okay, so um, as you say, Janet and Paul. Um, so I grew up in the Midlands um, and you'll probably guess from Paul's accent, um, he didn't. Um, and he grew up in the Midwest of America. Um, and we both met um, while we were working at a Catholic secondary school in Sierra Leone, West Africa. Um, so I was a volunteer, a VSO volunteer. Paul was a Peace Corps volunteer. Um, so, yes, we met and uh, one thing led to another and then we got married in West Africa. And then when the right time came, we, we actually came back to settle here in this country and we've been here ever since. Okay, uh, and I'll just add that uh, this is a completely new and unexpected experience for right. us, Tim. So, <laughs> thanks very much for that. <laughs> Being on the radio, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, wonderful, great. Um, and so, tell us a little bit about what Teams of Our Lady is, or uh, and 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 uh, and what you're going to be talking about. Yes. Yeah, so, Teams of Our Lady is an organization uh, that. Uh, supports married couples, especially in their spirituality. And um, really, pretty much the whole of what we are talking about is uh, is to explain how that works. So, um, you know, I, I feel that, you know, we could just move into it and yes. it will be revealed. Please do. <laughs> and um, we're going to have a music break at some point. And, and so I'll be... Um, queuing that so over to you i'm i'm really looking forward to to hearing this yeah okay. 
Thank you. So thank you, Tim. And um, we feel immensely privileged to have been invited to share something with Radio Maria community about the Teams of Our Lady. Um, we are the regional couple for the central region of Teams of Our Lady in Great Britain. There is also a northern region and a southern region, and we have colleagues who are counterparts to ourselves in each of those regions. Um, for listeners who have never heard of Teams of Our Lady, uh, it may soon strike you that our purpose is quite different from what our name might prompt you to expect. Uh, we'll start with a few facts about Teams. Teams of Our Lady, or Equipe Notre Dame, is a Vatican-recognised international lay movement uh, focused on the special gift of marriage, on helping couples to read and explore their married life and family life as an encounter with God, a work of God and a service to God. At the start of 2022, Equipe Notre Dame had 14,300 teams, comprising nearly 147,000 members across 90 countries and territories worldwide. Equipe Notre Dame first came to Great Britain when a team formed at Cheltenham in 1959, and there are now about 105 teams with 400 members in Great Britain. So, Tim, to help explain about Teams of Our Lady, what we'd like to do is look back at how the movement started. And the crucial figure here is a young man in his early 20s, Henri Caffarel, who ultimately became our founder. So, but first, let's set a little bit of context using a quote from Pope Francis. So eight months after his election in 2013, Pope Francis issued his first apostolic exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium. The first sentence of that document really kick-started a spiritual journey for us. It says, The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. This suggests three things. First, that Jesus was known and more than ever still is a person whose impact is joy. We all know some people like that, and more than ever, uh, and, and more than anyone, Jesus is top of that list. Second, it kind of invites an examination of my experience of faith. Do I find joy in it? And if not, why not? And third, it says that our Christian message isn't Christian values or dogmas, or rituals and observances, but an encounter with a person. Our belief is fundamentally in the possibility of that encounter. If we aren't looking for that encounter, or we don't think it's possible, we're missing the point. So back to Henry Caffarel. In his early 20s, he had an experience that changed his whole life. He repeatedly spoke of it in later years. It was a brief but powerful experience of being loved, and he knew it was from Jesus. He also knew he wanted to give himself entirely back to that love, and he knew too that he must become a priest. This one example exactly shows how the joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all 
who encounter Jesus. Henri Caffarel did duly enter the seminary and was ordained a priest at Paris in 1930. Then, in 1938, four young married couples from his parish approached him for advice about how really to love God and live, their, live fully their Christian calling and mission in a married setting. They saw their lives filled with human preoccupations about each other as spouses, about their families, their work, and their wider commitments and activities, and they felt they simply could not give themselves to God devotedly like those who had followed a life of celibacy. They saw all these things as distractions from single-minded love of God, and they worried that by choosing married life, they had placed themselves on a path of contra in contradiction to wholehearted love of God, and so excluded themselves from the prospect of holiness. Doesn't the demand of holiness apply to us, and if so, how? They asked Father Caffarel. What Father Caffarel answered them will resonate strongly with anyone aware of the synod process now ongoing in the Church since October 2021. He said simply, Let's make this journey together. As we know, synod and synodality exactly mean journeying together. In the months that followed, Father Caffarel and the four couples began meeting together to explore as a group the meaning of marriage as a way to meet, love, and serve God. They were the first team and the template for every other team coming after. A small group of couples with a spiritual counselor all supporting each other and together seeking Christ in marriage. Over the course of their meetings, and of several years as more teams formed, a method for being a team and belonging to a team emerged. In 1947, on the Feast of Immaculate Conception, this was formalized within a charter, and the movement took Mary, the Mother of God, as its patron, and for its name called itself Équipe Notre Dame, that is, the teams of Our Lady. So, Tim, as, as you've already mentioned, um, we were aware that uh, you invite guests to come along with some music. And so we've, while preparing this perspiration, we have really looked forward to sharing some music with you. And if we may, we'd like to pause now for our first selection. It's called Oh Love by Elaine Hagenberg, a musical adaptation of hymn lyrics written in 1882 by the Scottish minister George Matheson, who, as a young man of 19, was engaged to be married, but suddenly began to go blind. His fiancée reconsidered their situation and deciding she wouldn't be able to cope with managing his blindness and dependence broke off their relationship. George's sister became his carer. And years later, on the eve of her wedding, the words of, O oh, love that will not let me go, 
came to George in a sudden inspiration, all in the space of five minutes. They express the all-encompassing constancy of the love of God. Before diving further into details of how a team of Our Lady works, we think it's very important to emphasise that Teams of Our Lady is just one of several Catholic organisations in Great Britain working to support and nourish marriages, each in a different way. It can be confusing that all these different marriage organisations exist and mystifying that there could be so many different ways by which marriage can be served. For that very reason, to help bring some clarity, these different organisations have, since 2016, started collaborating with each other in an alliance called the Alliance of Catholic Marriage Organisations, or to call it by its acronym, the ACMO. They have recreated an ACMO website to describe each of the partner organisations and their services, and to link and to link to their diverse websites. The ACMO website is www.allianceofcatholicmarriageorganisations.org.uk Actually, Teams of Our Lady was involved in the formation of the ACMO. In April 2016, Bishop Peter Doyle, at that time the chair of the Catholic Bishops' Conference Commission for Marriage and the Family, invited representatives from a wide array of marriage and family life organizations to Northampton to discuss Amoris Letizia, published the previous month. We ourselves attended on behalf of teams. We found the diversity of no fewer than 14 organizations bewildering and equally puzzling the sense of being in competition to garner attention from the clergy and their parishes and to demonstrate the value and priority of our own causes. We came away and wrote an article for our members' newsletter describing this experience, listing the various organizations and what they offered, and encouraging members to be more aware of these organizations. One team's member was also a volunteer for Marriage Care UK and discussed the article with Mark Molden, the chairman of Marriage Care UK at the time. From that point, meetings started happening between leaders in Marriage Care UK, Teams of Our Lady, and other organizations, and the Alliance of Catholic Marriage Organizations began taking, taking shape. Um, during his tenure as bishop, um, as Bishop Peter Doyle's successor chairing the Bishop's Conference Commission for Marriage and the Family, Bishop David Oakley met regularly with the ACMO members and gave them a mandate to inform all parishes of the ACMO's existence, contact details and range of services. The current ACMO Alliance partners are Marriage Care UK, Marriage Encounter, Engaged Encounter, 
Retrouve, Two in One Flesh, and Teams of Our Lady. As we've said, the partner organizations within the ACMO and others outside of it all support marriage, relationships, and family life in different ways. Some focus on marriage preparation, others on marriage and relationship advice and counseling, especially to negotiate difficulties. Still others provide marriage enrichment experiences from time to time. Among all these, Teams of Our Lady offer something unique. The steady, ongoing, personal presence and friendship that a couple come to feel through belonging to a small group of couples and a spiritual counselor whose main mutual aim is spirituality and continuous spiritual formation and growth. What the team all share with each other about their daily lives knits into their prayer and becomes a springboard for reflecting about the presence and work of God. Inevitably, they form strong attachments with each other. Teams of Our Lady claims no special expertise in counseling or relationship skills, but many couples have found a rock of refuge against all manner of difficulties, disappointments, illnesses, and tragedies, not to mention the elation of shared joys, in the friendship and support of their team. For many couples, this community is, speaking practically, the most important aspect of joining a team. We don't know of any other marriage organization that offers this. Okay, Tim, so it's time for some more music. Our second choice is Baba Yetu, a Swahili version of the Our Father, composed by Christopher Tin and sung in this version by the Soweto Gospel Choir. Um, as we said earlier, we ourselves met and married in West Africa and the music we heard there worked its way into our hearts and we've remained partial to it. Baba yetu yetu liye binguni yetu yetu wamina Baba yetu yetu liye fungina lako weli tukuzwe Baba yetu yetu liye binguni yetu yetu wamina Baba yetu yetu You're listening to Credo on Radio Maria, and um, we've been talking to Janet and Paul Debu about um, teams of Our Lady. And um, that song that you just heard was a Swahili version of the Our Father, um, which we were all enjoying very much here in the studio. <laughs> um, I'm going to hand over to the two of you again. Um, to, to go on telling us about this wonderful ministry and how it supports couples in the UK. So over to you. Okay, thanks, Tim. Um, we now, now want to describe more fully how a team actually works, what happens in a team. Teams typically comprise around four or five couples plus a spiritual counsellor, by preference a clergy member or religious, but otherwise someone who can act effectively in this capacity. As we said before, the team is principally for spiritual focus, spiritual formation, spiritual journey and spiritual growth, although this often overspills quite naturally into other forms of material and practical support. So it's not surprising 
first of all, that all members commit themselves to certain spiritual disciplines that we call endeavours. Some endeavours are geared individually, some are addressed to the couple, some are practised daily, others monthly or even yearly, but they are hardly unique to teens. Instead, they are exactly the kinds of habits anyone would pursue who aim to draw closer to God. Daily prayer, daily scripture reading, something called a rule of life, which is to choose some point of personal behaviour that you want to change in order to imitate our Lord more closely. For example, something in the Beatitudes, or perhaps in relation to generosity, or patience, or mercy. Once a year, couples make a retreat together, but the most distinctive endeavour, one that really captures the specific heart of the movement, is when couples make what we call a monthly sit-down. They set about time to pray about and discuss their relationship. So this endeavour really focuses on the couple and helps them, having put themselves in the Lord's presence, to build, maybe to heal, but above all to enjoy, aspire and give thanks for their relationship with each other. Aside from the spiritual disciplines or endeavours, all the members strive to deepen their spiritual awareness through spiritual study, that is, by choosing and following together a study topic. The idea is that knowing better what the generations of Christian thought and tradition have discerned about God can lead and inspire us to love God more earnestly and authentically. Each year, the International Teams Movement itself proposes a topic of study for all the teams worldwide and distributes materials to all the teams to support this. But each team also has an option to select a topic better addressing its particular circumstances. Altogether, and no doubt helped by their spiritual counselor, the team decide where they have an interest or need, perhaps answering some situation that they are facing in common. Together, they share the responsibility to prepare and deliver each segment of input. Study topics can be scripture-focused or liturgy-focused or doctrine-focused. They can look at prayer techniques or social justice concerns. The range is huge. Study topics usually span one year divided into monthly segments. Members read and investigate each segment throughout a month, then discuss what they have read and learned at their monthly team meeting. This, this at last brings us to one of our most important elements, the team meeting. The spirit of the team, that of mutual support and like-mindedness and a shared journey, is really forged and comes alive at the monthly team meetings. The team, couples and spiritual counsellor alike, are not just journeying together in faith. We can say they are journeying together, for the time being at least, through life. Team meetings follow a prescribed format based around a shared, simple meal, sharing of experiences from daily life, shared prayer, discussion of the endeavours and the study topic, and the opportunity as required to share in confidence about issues causing particular concern to any couple or individual. For example, there might be sharing about health issues or concerns about a child or other family members or work-related concerns. In these situations, the team's role and responsibility is not primar primarily <clears throat> advice or problem-solving, but simply 
to listen. Above everything, the sense of gathering in the Lord's presence and to encounter the Lord prevails. The team's founder, Father Henry Caffarel, was most insistent about this aspect of the team meetings. In a 1948 newsletter to all teams at the time, he wrote, In the teams of Our Lady, we must aim at the essential. The exchanges of ideas, the solid friendships, mutual material and moral assistance, all this is not the primary goal. The essential thing is to seek Christ. Tim, our third music choice is If Ye Love Me by Thomas Tallis and performed here by the Jesus College Choir at Cambridge. All we really have to say is that we get lost in it. So at this point, what we want to do is revisit that sense of divided loyalties we mentioned earlier that led those four young couples to Father Caffarel, the tension they felt between the demands of daily life in a relationship and within a family, and on the other hand, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Here's where we discover God's special gift for marriage. As we said earlier, the heart of our faith is trusting the reality of the living God and hope in our life-changing possibility of encounter with God, who is, for us, both joy and good news, the very best news. This is the supreme encounter for any one of us. What we see in the trajectory of a relationship that leads to marriage is a mirror of this encounter. Two who discover joy in each other and become good news to each other. Two who, through their life-changing encounter with each other, can no longer see themselves as two but must become one. They exchange vows. In their vows, they declare, humanly speaking, faith each in the other, in the fulfillment each will find with the other and nowhere else. In the case of this special declaration of commitment between marriage spouses, God chooses to see and hear not contradiction of the command to love God, but an expression of faith that creates the soil grace. God's gift to the couple is that their love need not be at odds with God, but a service to God and a walking with God. The more we pour out our love and lay down our life for this bond, the more we truly reflect God. The particular quality of their declaration of commitment tells God that this is a place where God can make himself at home. What we are talking about is the mysterious 
sacramental aspect of marriage. Sacramental meaning sign of divine encounter. All the different strands of team's life, the endeavours, the study, the team's meetings and mutual support work towards opening us up to this encounter. Father Caffarel summed this up by saying, the teams of Our Lady have as their essential aim to help couples strive after holiness. No more, no less. This striving after holiness, we hasten to add, doesn't mean something we acquire by doing lots of disciplines. It's rather something our disciplines make us more aware of and dispose us to recognise as already there all along from when we first said I do, whose greatness emerges more clearly. There's no doubt that the methods of the teams we've just described could be spiritually fruitful for a whole variety of people in different circumstances. There's also no question that the influence of God's grace acts unremittingly in the life of every person without exception. But as a community of faith, the whole church believes that God, for God's own reasons and purposes, chooses to fortify the married context with particular grace. And as a movement, Teams of Our Lady sits in reverence of this. What is this grace, we ask, as any married couple can ask themselves, especially as we often have no sense of it. We yield ourselves to fractiousness and all kinds of weakness, and we are tempted like anyone to ask, is the Lord really with us or not? We sometimes say that Teams of Our Lady helps married couples to develop their married spirituality, but what distinctively does this mean? If not, that special gift that God makes relentlessly available to us among the dirty dishes, the dusty carpets, the tight finances, the challenging children, the losses and frailties. It's exactly like St. Paul says. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Sometimes all we can do is wonder at the thought of it. Okay, so... Tim, our last music choice is Testify by Need to Breathe, which simply carries us away whenever we hear it. We intended to play this song at a Teams of Our Lady conference we helped organise back in April, um, but there was a bit of a mix-up and it didn't get played, so this is our chance to recover a missed opportunity. We hope you like it. Give me your heart, give me your song, sing it with all your might. Come to the fountain and satisfied there is a peace there is a love you can get lost inside come to the fountain and let me hear you testify into the wild canyons of you so when i'll talk a little bit about getting involved with teams and who might take interest in what teams offers um, we quite regularly receive interest from couples here or there, having come across Teams via our website, teamsgb.org.uk, or a publicity leaflet or word of mouth, something like that, um, who want to know how they can join or if there's a team nearby them. And it might happen that there is a nearby team who are ready to welcome a new couple, and that's a happy ending. But it's just as likely, or more likely it must be said, that we have no active teams reasonably close to the inquiring couple. 
The core concept that a team meets monthly face-to-face -face relies on its couples living suitably near each other. For many years, we could suggest little more for an isolated inquiring couple than to try working with them to identify other couples sharing their interest. For example, by making a parish visit on a Sunday or arranging with them an information event in their area and sharing testimonies and literature. One development from the COVID lockdowns is that we now cater for virtual teams. This is actually a very good way for an inquiring couple to get a taste of team participation. Though as an option for new or prospective joiners, we really view it as a, a temporary or stopgap mode of membership rather than for long-term involvement. The virtual approach can't effectively replicate um, certain aspects of team custom, the most glaring ones being simple face-to-face -face presence and, of course, the shared meal. But the overall ethos does come across and interested couples are most welcome to start participating with us this way as the search begins for local couples with whom they can form a fresh team. Anyone wanting to get a taste of Teams of Our Lady through our virtual teams can submit a contact request about this through our website. Since arriving in Great Britain in 1959, Teams of Our Lady has mainly grown and spread organically, partly through couples who, having belonged to a team in one part of the country, have relocated and reached out to build a new team in their new setting. We've also grown through members from existing teams promoting the movement in their local area. But Teams of Our Lady has flourished best where pastoral leaders and parishes have seen in it a pastoral potential for their communities and have encouraged couples and families to become part of a team to plant a foothold for faith in the heart of the home and between homes, not just at the parish centre, but between homes. Typical parish organisations have a single chapter that meets in the parish centre, but Teams of Our Lady is a network of small groups that meet not in the parish centre, but in homes. This is an attribute we want to convey in dioceses, deaneries, pastoral areas and parishes, grappling with how to respond to Pope Francis's key exhortations, how to ignite a sense of missionary discipleship, how to express care for families, how to foster a synodal spirit of shared journey. Tim, we listened to a Radio Maria Credo broadcast a while ago where the presenter emphasized the need to rethink sacramental preparation and faith formation for young people to stem the attrition frequently seen once sacramental initiation is completed. She pointedly mentioned that formation sessions for young people often need to be accompanied by similar formation for their parents so that parents share and reinforce the appreciation of faith and worship that the parish is trying to instill. It's hard for parishes or schools, for that matter, to kindle faith aspirations that aren't echoed and oxygenated at home. We think Teams of Our Lady has a role here, that parents seeking sacraments for their children could themselves be encouraged onto a formation and journey of a very enjoyable kind by becoming part of a team. Similar situations affect couples imminently to be married or where one or both spouses are undertaking RCIA formation. 
The question is, how can support be offered to continue nurturing the faith awareness so carefully developed during sacramental preparation? If parishes can identify couples who would welcome and could benefit from this support, we can provide every assistance to establish the team. Tim, we can't express how deeply grateful we are to Radio Maria for the opportunity to come and speak about Teams of Our Lady. Um, we hope listeners have found our message informative and we want to encourage listeners to investigate our website, um, teamsgb.org.uk. Maybe mention us in your parish or contact us through our website if you'd like us to come and visit and share our message in your parish. Um, and we just as eagerly want to encourage listeners to remember the Alliance of Catholic Marriage Organisations, ACMO, and the range of assistance to couples and families it presents. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Um, such a wonderful uh, reminder, such a, such a great encouragement. We have a um, caller on the line, so I'm just going to, to, um, I'm just going to put that caller straight through. Um, Radio Maria, hello. Oh, hello. Hi, is that Helena? Oh, I was hoping to be anonymous, but no, yeah, it's Helena. <laughs> Helena, do you have a question for um, uh, for Janet and Paul? No, I will. I was going to say uh, earlier, so the point they made last about confirmation and the cat, uh, the candidates going through that and how the team for Our Lady could be playing a part for those parents and continuing on that education for the parents. Oh, I think that is such a good idea and I'm going to steal that. Well, I'm not going to steal it. I'm going to try to make it happen for my confirmation group this fall. I, oh, I also wanted to say, um, my husband and I went through a similar, I think it was just a re-engagement for married couples uh, where it was 12, eight weeks uh, weekly and there was the meals like you were describing. And one thing that I'd like to share that made it so important to us was also it made our conversations as as partners, as husband and wife, it made it something a bit deeper than what would normally happen. The dishes, what's going to be for dinner, who's picking up the child, or, oh, did you watch this on YouTube or whatever? But we had this discussion points, these scripture passages, these stories to share, and we could go deeper. So it, it just made our, our it, it stopped small chat and it really deepened what we were able to converse as, as at home with each other. And that way we found that very, very valuable. Mm. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. Tim, I'd, I'd like to just um, mention, uh, thank you to Helena for saying that. Um, it's our own experience that, um, you know, as we've been involved with uh, new teams that have been forming and, and introduced them, gone through the a process that we have to introduce the way of being a team, uh, there have been times when couples have um, have been part of that, belonged to the team, and they um, they didn't necessarily feel comfortable at the start. They didn't necessarily feel comfortable talking about their faith or expressing their faith. But what we have seen on multiple occasions is that there's a change. You know, yeah. as people become part of the group, um, it, you know it. It does encourage, um, it does encourage life of faith, and people eventually do find it easier to pray, uh, to pray in the presence of others, mm -hmm. 
um, and to uh, and to, to talk about faith. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's fascinating. Thank you so much for, for the call, Helena. Um, we're going to go on to, I've, I've got a voice note that's been sent in. Um, so let's see if this, if this works. This is from a friend of mine in Oxford. It's lovely to hear information about Teens of Our Lady on Radio Maria. Um, I grew up as part of a Teens of Our Lady. My parents were in it in Northampton in the 90s and the early noughties. Um, and it was a really important part of my faith formation. Both of my parents were the only church-going members of both of their families from their generation. So neither of their siblings continued going to church past adolescence. And that meant that none of my cousins continued going to church. But the Teens of Our Lady... Uh, team and their children then were were like family so um, different age groups of children and adults um, being family together a faith family together and it was something that I really missed out on with my actual family but I had very strongly with my teams of Our Lady family I'm still really good friends with a lot of the um, children I grew up with in teams uh, going to each other's weddings and in touch with each other's parents and and a supportive um, community as we grow up. It was a really special time of my um, adolescence to go on holiday, um, go to retreats with our team and uh, a really, really wonderful thing. And if I had one closer to me now where I live, I would certainly be trying to persuade my husband that we should be a part of it myself. But lovely to hear about it on Radio Maria. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, we, we can suggest, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you may not be near to a team, but um, there is also, the, we, you said, there's the option of virtual teams, so you can look at our website and, um, and investigate that. And we just want to echo um, that, again, uh, in the time that we've been part of teams, uh, you know, teams, you know, in a, in a geographical area, if there are a good number of teams, we do like to encourage at different times the teams to actually meet together on a kind of a social basis. Yeah. Um, and there have been many occasions where the teams couples, of course, bring their families, their children, you know, and it's, it's important to the movement that children know that they are welcome. Um, we, we mentioned in our, our discussion that uh, not so long ago, a couple of months ago, um, we were involved with a conference of teams of Our Lady, and it was it just made the biggest difference to the whole atmosphere at the con at the conference. That um, actually uh, there were some couples who are based right here around Cambridge, who through the hard work of one particular couple, who themselves were members of teams in Brazil, yeah, and wanted to continue that experience and worked very hard to try to identify other couples and actually succeeded in persuading those couples to all come with their young children to our gathering. And it just made the biggest difference to the atmosphere there. Mm -hmm. So, yes, um, and, you know, we, we, we can only hope that uh, as they continue as a team, that those children will, uh, will experience the same kind of friendships that the, the caller just mentioned. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Um, that... Just about brings us to um, the end of, of this episode of, of Credo. And I just want to thank the two of you for um, the care that you've put into to presenting um, this ministry that you do. And there was a couple of questions that I had that I wanted to put forward, but I'm glad we had time for, for some of our listeners. Um, 
And, uh, and I wonder if you just give out the website one more time, just so that people can, can find it. Yeah, so it's uh, teamsgb.org.uk. Okay, teamsgb, one word, .org.uk. Check them out um, if you need to, to find some support in your marriage um, and uh, how to live out a sacramental marriage in, a, in um, company with other couples. And thank you so much, the two of you, for being yeah. with us. It's been really, really thank wonderful. You, yeah. yeah, great. Thank you.